high in the heavens, yeah. low in the streets, yeah. above the clouds, yeah. soul in the beats, lost in the sunshine, where we should meet, yes. good vibration, rise and release, high in the heavens, yeah. low in the streets, yeah. above the clouds, yeah. soul in the beats, lost in the sunshine, where we should meet, yes. good vibration, rise and release. Spring blessings, bright and luminous ones. It's Tamira with another mini soul flow episode for the podcast, Get Your Chit Together. If this is your first time listening, or if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. And if you found the podcast content nourishing, I invite you to donate to the show, rate and subscribe the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, listen to archived episodes, and to share the platform with family and friends. You may also follow me on social media at Get Your Chit Together on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter at Chit Together. Just a reminder for all of those who are interested, we still have some remaining slots left in the three-day ancestral healing intensive that is taking place the weekend of June 28th in Decatur, Georgia. I'll include links in the show notes for donating to the platform, connecting on social media on my website, and for the Decatur Intensive. I'm so grateful to be recording today and to share this episode with you all. I haven't been recording as often as I usually do because I've been leaning into some beautiful and amazing opportunities that are continuing to unfold for me to share this ancestral healing work that I've been training uh, in under my teacher, Dr. Daniel Four of Ancestral Medicine. And today's episode is actually one of those opportunities that was uh, recorded. So recently, I had the opportunity to speak on the Ancestral Healing Summit hosted by the Shift Network. And in my session, I shared my journey of learning how to embody the blessings of my diverse ancestral lineages and sharing that journey with my children and really leaning into that piece of my ancestry and helping with cultural repair in my own life. A recording of this interview is available on my website at www.tamiracassette.com forward slash teachings hyphen and hyphen meditations. And don't worry, the link will be in the show notes below. But while you're on my website, I want to encourage you to sign up for my newsletter to receive occasional emails with some really beautiful ancestrally inspired content offerings and events that will be taking place. When you sign up for the newsletter, you'll also receive a free gift, which is access to my audio teaching entitled Ancestral Wisdom Teachings and Meditations on Values. This is exclusive content for those that sign up for the email, and it is not available on the podcast platform or on the Insight Timer Meditation app. Thank you so much for tuning in again. May you all have health in the body and peace in the mind, and enjoy the interview. Welcome to the Ancestral Healing Summit, a free online event where you'll learn from top experts about connecting with your ancestors to heal your lineages and transform your life. Share this powerful program with your friends and family and come join us on Facebook at The Shift Network. And now your host, Lisa Bonice. Welcome to this session of the Ancestral Healing Summit with my guest, Tamira Cousset. Our topic for this session is embodying the blessings of diverse ancestral lineages. Tamira Cousset is an ancestral lineage practitioner, professional chemist, 
and host of a podcast, Get Your Chit Together. She's a student of ancestral and earth-honoring wisdoms who believes that the embodiment of these old ways are essential for cultural repair. Tamara, it's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Indeed, I'm really looking forward to our conversation because your, your work focuses on, on the importance of harmonizing and celebrating the diversity of one's own ancestral lineage as a means of engaging in cultural repair. So I'm wondering, would you start us off by talking a little bit about why it's so important to harmonize diverse ancestry in your own body? Definitely. And I'm going to speak from personal experience. And I just want to locate myself a bit about who I am and my people. So I am of West African, British, and Irish ancestry. And for me, it's been a really beautiful practice in harmonizing these lineages in my body so that I have a space where I can exist in a space of peace and harmony in the West and particularly in the South where I've been raised. I have had the experience of dealing with race like a lot of people in this country, which is the result of slavery. And so we have a bit of a reductionist view of black and white. And so growing up, I found myself constantly being in this space of feeling like I was uh, a walking embodiment of these two conflicting racial identities. And so for myself, it was really important to have a space centering myself in an identity that wasn't in constant conflict and opposition based on what the world was telling me and teaching me about the very binary black and white racial identities that there were. It was really important for me to learn about the history of my people, the culture, the custom, the richness, which is something that isn't always translated through when we have a very narrow view of race when it comes to looking at people, who they are, the gifts they're bringing into the world and where they come from. So for me, it was really uh, a way of rooting myself and feeling firm in who I was and not letting the world assign an identity uh, to me and moving from that place that was very shallow, just based on black and white. And so it allowed me to expand into who my people were, what my gifts were into richness, into culture, into customs and all of these things. And so I really hold that it's super important for people to challenge themselves to not be okay with what they're just given based on what the world is telling them about themselves, but to do the research and do the work and learn about where we all come from and the richness that we're all holding, the connection to the earth, the connection to tradition that we're all holding in these amazing bodies that we're walking around the earth on. We're connected and rooted to a bigger system a very rich, culturally diverse uh, set of systems that are in place. And so that's the encouragement there is to work that edge and to learn more about yourself and your people. Yeah. 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 That makes so much sense. So then in your work, your, your harmonization work, how has that influenced how you move through the world and interact in your relationships? It's been huge because I've been able to step beyond seeing people as black and white, knowing that there's culture and there's richness and there's tradition there beyond the binary of what I've been taught based on racial constructs of people. It's allowed me and challenged the biases that have shaped my views about people in the world. It's challenged the belief systems that uh, I've been around since a very young age. And so it's allowed me to see 
uh, more of who people are and what they're bringing into the world, what the gifts of their people are. And it's helped me in my relationship. I am in a relationship with a white man. And it's the work that I've done in harmonizing my lineages is reflected in my marriage. And it's challenged me and helped me to show up in that space more fully and more open and ready to navigate the challenges and also the beauty that's there and present in the harmonization of my relationship with my partner. I have two children as well. So it's helped me to be more available to them and helping them understand what their identity is, helping them to firm up an identity that's not one that the world is going to assign to them, but letting them feel rooted and supported in their ancestry, the people that they come from, the culture that they're coming from, the richness that is there, and also the support that's there, the unseen support that is holding the fabric of this experience together. So it's been really big in the relational aspect of challenging me to move beyond the things that I've been conditioned to believe about other people and about myself. So it's opened me up in that way. And it continues to just unfold like the petals of, of a flower opening. And I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, that sounds terrific. So I'm wondering, can you give us some examples about maybe how does this relate to uh, cultural appearance and healing, especially around racism, since you have a mixed family? How, how does this seem to be working for you? Oh my gosh, it's working so beautifully just in dealing and navigating with racism in the world. First of all, doing the work has allowed me to remove some of the filters and defenses that I've had in place for flat out ignoring it because it's really painful to deal with and to acknowledge that it's very present in the world. So the work has really helped me to remove the filters, to be present for what's happening around me, and also to not have the view of just my personal experience, but letting me have a more uh, objective view of the bigger themes and patterns that are at play. So it's not just the personalized experience that I'm holding when it comes to racism, because there came a point in my life where I was so entrenched and feeling in a space of victimhood around it that I felt disempowered to do anything. Mm -hmm. And so doing the work has allowed me to step back while holding respect for the personal experience, but also to see the bigger picture that's at play and to have more compassion in my heart as I'm trying to hold this work and navigate working through racism, knowing that there are belief systems that are shaping the way that people are moving in the world. There's, it's shaping the way that people are interacting with other people and what they're holding, the beliefs that they're holding uh, around race. So it's allowed me to step back a bit and have this ancestral lens uh, of what is happening. So I'm not, it's not such a personalized thing and I can't move because I'm in the trenches and really hurt and just bogged down in everything that's happening. So it's been really great for tackling that one uh, piece at a time, having that larger view of what's happening. So I feel empowered and I'm not taking it so deeply personal uh, what's going on because their belief systems and patterning generations of it that are in place that are impacting how people are holding the system of racism and white supremacy, particularly in this country. So it's been really helpful with widening the lens and widening that view for myself to feel empowered. Right, right. So uh, if you don't mind if I ask, uh, how are you uh, uh, working with, with your children? What are you telling them about their ancestry and how are you helping them to understand how this works? 
Yeah, definitely. That's a really beautiful question. And I continue to weave my children into my practice. Even small things, starting at the altar, setting a place for them, lighting candles. They're pictures that we have of our people from all sets of all four sides of my lineage, all four sides of my partner's lineage, so that my children have an understanding of who these people are. We talk about culture, we talk about customs, we're talking about food, we're bringing up pictures and landscapes of West Africa, pictures of Stonehenge, we're talking about all these beautiful pieces and like diverse pieces of ancestry down to mythology, to gods and goddesses and powers that are present in these particular cultures and giving our children a language for that so that they're not just walking around identifying themselves as just white or black, this one thing or the other, but knowing that there's a diverse set of ancestry that's there and that they're more than what the world is gonna tell them that they are. And they're picking up languaging around race really, really early. My kids are in pre-K and first grade, and they're all already there's a discussion uh, of race happening in school. And so right now in this very moment, it's been really important for me to loop that piece in and let them know that, you know, white and black is not really uh, an ancestry, right? It's a minimalized way of looking at people based on skin color based on racial constructs that are in place. And they're four and they're six. And so I have to kind of bring that language down to a way that they understand it. But I'm saying, this is what you come from. When we're looking at West Africa, pictures of West Africa, of villages, of tradition, when we're looking uh, into British and Irish ancestry, this is where you come from. This is where your people are. You're more than what the world is telling you. So yeah, it's been really big, looping them in, letting them listen to music, talking about food and culture. So they have a view of the bigger picture of where they come from and who they are. Right. That's really wonderful. I find that when you're trying to explain something to a child, you have to come to a new understanding of it yourself just to be able to explain it properly. You have to make sure you know what you're talking about. So it does sort of really make you think in order to to explain it. It sounds like you've really got a good handle on that. Definitely. And it challenges you in your approach, like you said, to explaining this, because we're moving now to food. We're talking about music. I'm letting them hear all these different sounds and we're doing different flavors and all these uh, images that are coming up, sharing that imagery with them in landscapes, how to convey that to them. It's been a beautiful challenge and a beautiful dance for me of roping in all these different experiences so that they can fully, more fully understand who their people are and where they come from. Right. Wow. That's just beautiful. So how do you suppose uh, this kind of work, it actually deepens our relationship to our values around ancestral diversity? Yeah. So the well ancestors from the work that I've done and working with other people, they really celebrate the ancient and wise ones really celebrate diversity and when we come into relationship with them uh, we get a sense of these ancestral wisdoms that are celebrating diversity and we also get to see the spaces within ourselves and our values that are maybe in opposition to that or being shaped by something else that is not celebratory of diversity And so when we come into relationship with them and we're embodying their gifts, they're helping us to soften these edges and fill in these blind spots culturally that we may have 
uh, around diversity that's showing up in our values and how we treat other people and how we move about on the earth and how we interact with you know non-embodied beings with the earth with the animal people so it's really a challenge and a stretching and a growing for us to really more fully align ourselves with their wisdom around diversity and celebrating that in the world right right so so doing this work how do you suppose that this can actually impact your destiny oh my gosh that's a really great one so it's interesting because in doing this work, uh, it's, it's challenged me to ask my, myself that question of like, what is my destiny? Why am I here? And it's really helped me to have a view of it being shaped and woven by the ancestors. Like they have some sort of investment in that. And so it's really put me in this beautiful place of aligning myself with them and allowing myself to be uh, in a state of surrender so that I can be supported by them. By being in relationship to them, all these pieces are beginning to fall into place of a view that's a broader range view of like my destiny, how I fit into the lineage, how my lineage fits into the overall destiny of humanity on this planet. And so it's really been this beautiful view of yes, the destiny on the individual level, but also stepping back and knowing that you're a bigger part of a bigger web and you're getting all these uh, reflections back, these many facets of it. And so it's a beautiful opportunity to just align yourself with your well people. How are they aligning with the overall destiny of mankind? To be in that study is amazing. And it's opened so many doors for me to just be supported by those invisible, magical powers that are supporting my life and that know what the destiny of my life is leading me towards. Right. So it looks like part of the destiny of your life is to do this work uh, and to help others to do that. How did you actually sort of come into the idea of being somebody who guides others in this kind of work? Yeah. So experiencing the work for myself was amazing. It changed my life. I felt more support. I felt more balanced and grounded and a sense of belonging here. And in going through the process for myself, that was one of the things that I arrived at as, as I was sitting with my people and wanting more questions, holding more questions about why am I here? What am I doing on this planet? That was one thing that came through very strongly for me was, you know, the work that you're experiencing. Part of your work on this planet is guiding other people through that work. So living the work was just a huge opening to knowing and seeing that this is what I'm supposed to be doing in the world. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. So, so how do you work with people? What, what's your process? Yeah. So I have a website. I, I also work uh, in person with people so they can schedule on my website. We can meet in person or we can work via Zoom and through the phone. So that's been my main mode of, of engaging and working with people and also helping to support the intensives that are happening through ancestral medicine. There's an intensive happening in June. So I'll be helping to hold that group container as well. Okay. So, and you've studied with Daniel Four, is that correct? Yes, I am studying with Daniel Four. I've studied with him for the past two to three years in this method. Okay. Well, can you talk a little bit about what you've discovered with, uh, we, we've actually, uh, we have an interview with Daniel and a couple of his other uh, people that he's trained with. How has his work uh, impacted your life specifically? What, what have you learned? Would you mind sharing a little bit of your story? 
Yes, definitely. So mainly that I'm not alone and that I belong here on this planet and at this time and that I have a plethora of resourcing that's available to me that wants me to be here, that wants me to do well. And that's what I've arrived at in, in doing this work. It's been so vital and so important in feeling like uh, I belong here. And I've been so grateful for that work to finally feel a sense of rooting and grounding and not to be at conflict about who I am as far as you know racial identity and embodying these two or three diverse sets of lineages uh, within myself. So it's been really impactful uh, in that way. And I've just been so grateful for him and his teachings because without them, I don't know what I would be doing in this moment. Yeah. He's got some good work. There's no doubt about it. Uh, now, you did mention your website. Let me go ahead and give the URL for that website. It's TamiraCousset.com. Let me go ahead and spell that. It's T-A-M-I-R-A-C-O-U-S-E-T-T.com. Uh, and you've also got your podcast. Uh, would you like to give a web address for that? Or is it just on the TamiraCousset.com website? It is on the website. Okay, great. And if anyone would like to connect with you, uh, work with you, uh, what's the best way to do that? Through the website, definitely. There's a contact form on there where people can reach out if they have questions about the method. There's also a place to sign up for the newsletter so they can be in the loop. There are ancestral intro talks that are coming. There are some talks specifically geared around uh, the ancestors and working with racism and things like that that are coming very soon. So people can keep in touch that way and have all the resources available to them that way. Okay, perfect. Beautiful. So how has your ancestral work helped you to, I guess, learn how to have uh, healthy boundaries in your life? Yeah, definitely. So the ancestral work has been a beautiful dance of putting boundaries in place uh, with the unseen, right? Most of the time when we're coming into the world and what we're taught, we're taught how to interact and be around those that are in bodily form. And so the ancestral work has challenged me and stretched me to make an assessment of what are my boundaries. Oftentimes, it's been really difficult when I first started out to assess that because there's so much charge happening with the living, with the seen, and with the known people that are in my family and my circle of friends. And so, and establishing a practice for setting boundaries with the unseen and the unknown it was a lot easier in that sense to get a feel for what it feels like to have my space clear, to have boundaries in play, to have boundaries in, you know, in a form that are saying like, this is okay, this is not okay, and knowing that it's okay to have those boundaries. So the ancestral work has helped me do that, and it's translated over into doing it with living people. For me personally, it was easier to enforce boundaries with that that I could not see and did not really know and get firm in doing that, and then have resourcing in place to do it with the living, with people that sometimes there's a bit more of a charge around when you're putting boundaries uh, in place. And so it's been really helpful with learning that whole dance of boundaries with the unseen and also with the seen and the known. Well, what, what gave you the idea first that, because I know where you're coming from, I just want to make sure that, you know, people who are watching, uh, what gave you the idea at first that you even needed to have boundaries with the unseen? Because we're all sort of raised to believe that 
there isn't anything out there. What was your first clue that, okay, there is something there and I need to tell it, this is my space. Oh yeah, definitely. So I can just remember waking up and having dreams, feeling like there was somebody in the room standing over me, feeling like this is not good. Like nobody's in the house but me, but something is there. Something is happening. I feel like my space is being invaded. So having moments like that was like, wow, there's something else. There are other things happening around me. There are things that I cannot see that I don't have a framework for working with. And it can't just be me and the physical uh, incarnate people that are around me. So having those, I guess, supernatural experiences is what people call them, but I really believe that they're natural. You know, the living and the, those that we see and those that we don't see is very natural. That bridge is, we're bridging that. We're bridging the seen and the unseen. So I didn't have a framework for navigating that, but I was having all these experiences. And so that was on my radar, like, something is happening. Like there's some dynamic here that I'm not aware of that I don't have a framework for and that I need one for so that I can feel safe in my body so that I can feel like I have boundaries and that I'm sovereign in my being. So yeah, that was a wake up call for me. Yeah. We're almost out of time, but not quite. Do Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure that we do cover before we go? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Just the importance that the ancestral work has played in raising my children and having a reverence and a respect with the knowledge that they carry. Uh, they've carried some very beautiful messages and continue to share very potent and beautiful messages of belonging and feeling and being resourced on the planet at such a young age, being open to saying, oh, mommy, let's sing to the ancestors and let's set an altar and, oh, I have dreams about my ancestors and feeling that deep sense of connection that young children come into the world with, having that modeled has been amazing that I have been able to be available to it through doing this work and I've not been brushing it off as it's just their imagination or what are they talking about now? And Oh, to be young and free. You know, I've really been able to take that into heart and to be able to listen to the wisdom that they carry from the ancestors as the ancestors returning. That's how they're viewed in the Yoruba tradition as the ancestors that are returning. And so what can I learn from them? What are they here to teach me? How are they here to support me as I support them? What are they telling me about the powers that are supporting my life? So to be available to that has been really amazing. And even if you don't have children, if you're just in the vicinity, helping to raise them as an aunt or an uncle, or they're in your family, acknowledging the wisdom that they carry and allowing yourself to be available to that is really resourcing and magical and beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. Thank you for that. Uh, well, gosh, thank you so much, Tamara, for joining us today. This has been a really great conversation. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. You bet. Thank you again, Tamara Cousset, and thank you to all of our viewers for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this session in the Ancestral Healing Summit. Thank you for joining the Ancestral Healing Summit brought to you by the Shift Network. To learn more, visit AncestralHealingSummit.com.
To learn more about our global programs to support you in waking up in all the areas of your life and taking inspired action, visit theshiftnetwork.com. Thank you again for joining us and for sharing this empowering path of healing your lineages with your friends and family. 